reason why we give is because we give food to people that don't have it and we love them. Because like it just helps people that don't have that that are not as blessed as we are and we're and we and we want to like help them get back on their feet so they can have a home just like us. It's important because like that like you should be all in to give whatever God asks you to give. I feel happy that somebody that may need help is going to get the help they need. Because God calls us to give, um, he's given us so much, and in return we give him just a little bit of what we have. Yeah, I think it's important for the next generation um, to give because it helps create habits um, that they'll carry for the rest of their life, and it's something that I learned later in life, um, and still learning to this day, but you know, anytime you can learn a... a um, a skill or an idea early in life, then you can kind of use that and it kind of changes the trajectory of your whole life. And so that's why it's important for next gen to, to start giving now and learning those habits. Amen. Can you thank our kids for their hearts and all those who serve uh, in, in next gen and, and teaching them to be people who walk with uh, Jesus. To our, to our kids and our students, we say all the time, uh, you're not the church of tomorrow, you are the church uh, today, and we love being a part uh, of this church with you. And before we jump in, uh, will those of you here at Broken Arrow welcome all of our other campuses and those joining online today? Uh, Judy in Colorado, uh, the Fosters in Honduras today, welcome. We got friends in Nevada and Maine and Tennessee and Georgia and Colorado and Ohio and, and Egypt today. Welcome today uh, to Battle Creek Church. And let me just say to you today, church, this is going to be an awesome uh, day. Uh, there, there are certain moments uh, along the way that define us and shape the trajectory of our lives. In fact, 18 years ago, uh, this church had a defining moment when 120 of us uh, coveted it together uh, to, to prioritize the reaching of people who are far from God over our personal church preferences and to follow the Holy Spirit wherever he would lead us, regardless of the cost. And God has honored that. And today, uh, there are thousands of us whose lives have been touched by Jesus. Would you give Jesus a hand for uh, touching our lives and moving in our lives? And we're gathered here across six campuses in Tulsa, three places across the Middle East, and thousands of more online. And I share all of that because today will be a defining moment for many of you as individuals, as well as for us as a faith family. And many of you are going to commit today to reorder your whole life according to God's priorities. And that's incredibly exciting. And what we're doing today is trusting God to define our future as a church, taking us into unprecedented opportunities for ministry. And I pray that God, this is what I'm praying. I pray that God in heaven will take what we do today and use it that he'll use it to enlarge his kingdom and his name and his renown in Tulsa and, and beyond for decades uh, to come. And, and so what we're going to do today is those of us who, who call this church our church, th those of us who call this church our church home, we're going to have the opportunity to take that card uh, in the seat uh, when you came in today and to fill it out. And what we're doing is we're committing our hearts and all that he has entrusted us with uh, to our Heavenly Father in, in this defining moment. 
And, and if you're a guest today, uh, let, let me just say to you, you, you picked an awesome day to come. come on. Awesome day to come. And I'm serious about that but because what you get to hear today is what we are about as a church where we believe God is taking us, and I'm glad for that, and I'm glad for you to be here today. And, and I certainly don't want you to feel any kind of obligation today, but, but hear me when I say to you, I would love for you to one day join up with us in, in this mission, and maybe for some of you who are new to this place, today will be that day uh, that you will join in on the mission. And for the last five weeks, we've studied the life of this man named Abraham, and how God called him out of his comfort zone to a life of faith and a life of surrender. And we've seen how he surrendered his safety and his security to leave his family and his friends and his home to follow God into all in. And we've seen that he was basically an average dude with an average resume, at best living in a very godless place, but he committed to follow God. And the rest, of course, is history, and we can learn a lot by looking at Abraham's commitment. In fact, I want to show you three things that kind of came out of the last five weeks, and I want you to write these down today. Here's the first one, that what you're committed to <clears throat> reveals the nature of who you are. That what we are committed to reveals the nature of who we are. Abraham was not perfect. And we've gone to great lengths, as has the Scripture, to point out the fact that he was not perfect, but he was increasingly faithful. And, and for us today, practically, faithfulness, listen to me, it, it includes our treasure and it includes our finances. And probably one of the most important points in the New Testament, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter uh, 6. Look, look at what he says in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasure in heaven where moths cannot destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be the desire of your heart. In other words, what you're committed to reveals the nature of who you are. Now, let me just illustrate this. Forget about money for a second. Think about time. What is it that you spend the most time thinking about? When your schedule is tight and you only have so many hours to finish what you need to finish, what you're committed to is what's going to get done. What you prioritize is what will get your focus. And the same thing's true with our finances. The, the second thing we said about commitment in, in this series, write this one down, is committing to a life of generosity is really just being an image bearer of God. That's what it is. It's being an image bearer of our heavenly Father. We're all uh, on that journey. We all want to be like Christ, right? That's the goal. That's the bucket list for those of us who walk with Christ is to be like Christ. And generosity reveals the grace of God in our lives. And the reason that, that first and foremost, that we are generous is because Jesus was generous, Paul, Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Look, look at what he says in 2 Corinthians. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Why? 
For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Now, I want you to notice how Paul is talking to the church in Corinth about their giving. Now, remember, they still pretty much consider Paul their pastor. He could have said, hey, to those of you who have money, you need to help the mothership in Jerusalem. Instead, what he chooses to do is to motivate motivate them to give, to give cheerfully and to give generously, to talk about what God will do in their hearts. And that's what we're going to do in a few moments. All of us are going to do that. And we're going to make that decision not to give reluctantly, not to give in response to some sort of pressure or under some sort of compulsion. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver and God will generously provide all that we need and to the degree that we'll have plenty left over to share with others. Remember what John, uh, Jesus said in John chapter three, for God so loved the world that he say it church, he gave, he gave his son. His one and only son. That means that he gave his best. Look, look at what Proverbs chapter 11 says. Give freely and, and become more wealthy. Now, let me just say this to you. Wealthy, becoming more wealthy does not just mean money. It could mean happiness. It, it could mean health. It could mean joy. It could mean security. Look, look at what he says. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I've been a Christian for almost 35 years, and I have found that to be very, very true. That if you have a desire to refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. Listen, God, God doesn't give us leftovers. He gave us his son. That which was most important to him, right? He didn't grab some archangel off the bench and say, get down there and, and, and go take care of this. He, he sent Christ, his son, to die for our sins. He sacrificed his first and his best, and, and then he gives us the option to respond to that. Look, there, 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 there are moments for all of us. There are moments for all of us where some things creep into more important, more important or that we're more committed to than we are the mission of God. And not all those things are bad, by the way. But, but, but I think what God is asking us today is, is there anything that, that we are more committed to than we are to him and his mission? And if there is, in his grace, he's inviting us to respond. In his grace. That's how good he is. Look, look, look at what uh, th this quote by Rick Warren. He says, nothing shapes your life more than the commitments you choose to make. So you're going to hear me say this again. What we're doing here today, church, it matters. C committing to be generous, to lead the church forward, to stand on the shoulders of those who came before us, and, and to move the ball down the field to an even greater degree. Listen, that's a huge deal. You, you, you do realize, church, that there's a really good chance that, that people will celebrate the risk that you and I are about to take one day. J just as we're celebrating the risk that Abraham took, J just like we're celebrating the risk that those 120 people took in 2003, look, they had no idea the church would come to this. They didn't know that. Much of what Abraham did, if you look at the stories we've studied over the last five weeks, they seemed crazy at the time. 
But here we are celebrating and enjoying his testimony and his life almost 3,000 years later. Which brings me to my final thought on commitment today. Commitment, I believe, allows God to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Look, I love the prayer that Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3. I wish I had time to go through that whole prayer today because it is awesome. But the ending is is the best part of that prayer. Let's read it together. Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is immeasurably more able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. How? According to his power, where? That is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And then he tacks on a hearty uh, amen, right? And and he says amen and amen. Let me me ask you a question today. Do, Do you think that if Abraham hadn't stepped out in faith, If he hadn't committed to follow God wherever he would lead him uh, to go, do you think we'd be talking about him today? Probably not, right? And and today, in in this room, across all of our campuses and, and online, among us, there are people of every age. There are people of every stage of life. There are people from all kinds of cultures and ethnicities at different points in our faith life, at different uh financial struggles, with with, with different perspectives on money, I would probably even say at, at different points of readiness as it relates to all in. But we're all a part of this faith family. And here at Battle Creek Church, our family is about to do something big today. And so what I want to do is encourage you, wherever you are on this faith journey, whatever stage of life that, that you're in today, whatever part of this all-in journey you're at or you find yourself in today, here's the request. Would you be obedient and listen to your heavenly Father today? At the end of the day, that's all we're asking. And that's all he's asking. We all win when we engage with our heavenly Father. So, so, so don't miss out on this opportunity. God is wanting to do something through us, but, but he's also wanting to do something in us. And, and, and so as I wrap up this sermon today, I, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 for a minute. It's a great chapter. It's the hall of faith, right? This is the, this is the chapter that talks about all the great men and women of faith, and, and most of them get one part of one verse. But, but, but Abraham, if you remember, he gets like 12 verses, Right, And as we wrap up a series on Abraham, we should go to this concluding remarks about Abraham in the New Testament. By the way, Moses is the only Old Testament character that gets more screen time in the New Testament than Abraham. I mean, he is like second in this whole thing. Now, now look at what Hebrews has to say about Abraham. It was by faith. Say faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land that God had promised them, he lived there by, say it, faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who also inherited the very same promise. Abraham 
was confidently, don't miss this, looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. And by faith, Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. Now watch this. All these people, all these people, these heroes of the faith, died still believing what God had promised them. Now, don't miss the footnote. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and they welcomed it. Now, don't miss this. But, but because we have seen throughout this series that God comes to Abraham over and over and over again and says, out of you, I'm going to build a great nation. Out of you, I'm going to build a great city. And out of that city, I'm going to bless the ends of the earth. And then in the end, Abraham dies, not in a city, but in a tent. Like, like Hebrews said, he was looking for a city, but in this world, he did not reach it. He did not reach it. In fact, look at verse 16. Look at verse 16. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. I think this is awesome. And it is such a powerful, powerful image that they did not even receive what was promised. They only saw it and they welcomed it from a distance. Why is that significant? Well, God promised blessings. And riches that only their children and grandchildren and future generations could see. But they trusted and they moved out in faith anyway. Hebrews tells us that faith is believing in something we cannot see. It's the evidence of things not seen yet. And again, those of us who started this church 18 years ago, we had no idea what God would do with this church. And we gave anyway. And today, by faith, I would guess thousands of us across several campuses here at Battle Creek Church, we're going to commit our future. And we're going to commit our family. And we're going to commit our finances to God, trusting that he will build the church. And by the way, it's God who has built this church. It's not me or any other man or woman. It's God who has built this church. In fact, 10 days ago, our leaders and volunteers gathered uh, together at the Union Performing Arts Center at what we called the Advanced Commitment Night. And the reason we felt so strongly about having an Advanced Commitment Night is actually tied to the Scripture. In 1 Chronicles 29, when David committed to build the temple back, the kings and the priests and the leaders went first. They went first. And so many of our leaders at Battle Creek Church across all of our campuses gathered together in worship and in prayer to make our commitments prior to the rest of us making our commitments today. And let me just tell you something. I cannot believe the level of sacrifice from our leaders. I'll share a couple of things with you today about that. That night we had 65 families, 65 families from Battle Creek Church who committed to give over the next two years for the very first time. Had never given before. Could, could we just put our hands together for that kind of faith and that level of faith? 
And, and, and today, look, I, I believe there's some of you like that 65. In fact, I venture to say there's probably hundreds of you to, today that will be taking that step of faith today, a step you've never taken before, and that is to trust God with your finances, and you've never done that before. Well, 65 people went ahead of you on, on Wednesday night. In addition, uh, so many families who were already in committed to go even more in, and, and it blows me away. As we read together on Wednesday night in 1 Chronicles 29, God is pleased with a heart of integrity, with a heart that is fully surrendered and all in for Him. And we had an auditorium packed with people who did that that night. And I'm telling you, Battle Creek Church, listen, this is a moment where God is going to do something big. And what we've been praying for almost two years is that 100% of us will take that faith step. 100% of us. Our, our primary goal, really our, our main goal through this whole thing ha- has been that 100% of us would participate because ultimately this is as much about what God wants to do in us as, as it is about what he wants to do through us. And I want to show you a few snapshots of what was going on in people's hearts on Wednesday night. And it wasn't about the dollar amount. It's what's going on in their heart behind the dollar amount. In fact, would you just watch these stories on this video? We come before you. God, we're just so thankful. God, we're thankful as we talked about the history of where our church has come from. But God, tonight we're expected to see where we're going. And God, this next season of All In, God, we ask right now, God, that you would reveal everything that you want to do in our church and in our families and every individual that's in this room tonight, God. We pray that your presence would be in this room, God, that it would go from here into our campuses, God, and in the city of Tulsa, God, that All In would not just be a church thing, but would be a Tulsa thing, God. That Battle Creek Church, God, would be the impact in the city that we've been waiting to see. So, God, we declare it today, God. God, we pray in obedience, God, for what you're asking of us today, God, that there would be no doubt, no hesitation, God, that we would jump all in, God, for whatever you have for us, God. God, work in us and through us. God, that we'd be the avenue to see lost people come to you. So, God, right now, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for this next season, for your vision, and we praise you for that today, God. We're so thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. We're excited about just what we're going to see God do in this church and not only in Tulsa, but uh, around the world. Just the impact that Battle Creek Church is going to have. We're excited to be a part of that. We're excited. Uh, we believe God's going to answer prayers uh, in, in our family, too. Some, some miracles we, we're needing to see, and so we're, we're believing God for that. I am, I am praying for revival in my family and for our... God's going to do a breakthrough, and I already know it. I don't have to pray for it. It's going to happen. It's there. During this all-in season, I have just been thinking about my surrender and like we were saying that it's a surrender of gratitude and with what God has already done so much I've seen so much healing in my life through emotional healing and counseling and just such sweet goodness of God in seasons that to give back to him feels like my greatest joy and like a privilege um I'm excited for all in that 
even though I'm young and don't have a steady income, I can still give my time and money and resources to serve God and go all in. I'm so excited for this series, All In, and God has really used it to change a couple of things in my, in my life. And I'm really excited for him to show him, me, his faithfulness, and how he's going to use everyone of the church. We're excited for All In, and I think the thing we're most excited about is just being obedient when we can't see what's in front of us. Um, and just trusting God that he knows us, he knows how to take care of us, he knows our needs, and, and he knows us before we need it. Before we even know what they are, he knows our needs, and we can just trust him. That's all he calls us to do is to trust him. The number that you end up writing on this card is extremely important. It's extremely important because it means something. It means something. And the number that Meredith and I are writing on, on this card tonight reflects a surrendered heart. It reflects a devoted heart. It reflects a nervous and scared heart. But it reflects a heart that is fully committed to the plans and the purposes of God. I think that because we had been praying about it and I was waiting for God to give us an amount and he never did. And we were not on the same page so we actually kind of gotten in an argument about it, but you know, that's how the enemy is when he's about ready to do something. So tonight, um, well, earlier today, I felt like God said, you need to trust. You just need to step back because I kind of like to control things and um, let him decide. And so we prayed um, together tonight and he, I feel like God gave him the number and it's like way more than... Uh, what we've ever done. Hearing all the testimonies um, that everybody was sharing uh, week in and week out, it really kind of pushed us to to kind of put our best foot forward and, um, you know, yeah, just, yeah, get out of our comfort zone and, um, you know, do something that actually does scare us. So we're, we're in a vulnerable state right now financially. Um, and, uh, yeah, given, given what we gave tonight, really kind of, made us put faith first so yeah we're praying for god to use us like he never has and to die to him and give give all we got to him um all into me means uh pretty much just surrendering i have a lot of guilt and shame built up and surrendering that to god is the most important thing for me so you give everything up to him and when you can move forward in a, such a way that says god i trust you i trust what you're doing um, and I don't care what the plan is that you have for my life as long as it's your plan. So that's been like the biggest takeaway for me. I'm so excited to see what God's going to do in this church the next couple years. I think the sky is the limit. There's nothing that can stop us. Let's get all in, baby. The stories are amazing. And... Uh, God is truly at work in this church. And, and I can't wait to hear some of the stories that come out of today. And, and in a minute, we're going to make our commitment. And I want to emphasize again, our, our primary goal is that 100% of us would participate in, in this initiative together. As a reminder... Even those of us who made our commitment at Advanced Commitment Night, 
We're coming forward again today uh, with the rest of our church family. And I know that most of you who, who gave a card on Wednesday night, you're going to come with that very same card. I, I get that. That's just part of the process. And I want you to participate in the worship today. But, but I also know that some of you have had some further conversations. Some of you have told me that. And that God is taking you to a deeper level uh, than he had you at 10 days ago. And you've been thinking about that. And, and so the, the card you bring today may represent something new and, and another commitment. But do me a favor, if you would, at every single campus, pull, pull out this commitment card. Pull it out. And uh, if you are online watching, you can go to a link. If they'll throw a link up for you for you to download the card and for you to pull it up. And I want to walk through a couple of things on the card with you. And here's what I want you to know, first of all. This card today uh, represents, it's an expression of us offering ourselves to God, like Abraham, our, our whole selves, to, to go all in. And just a few mechanics on the card so that, that we don't have weeks of uh, clarifying questions uh, w- with all of you today. Uh, th- there is a, uh, the blanks at the top of this card. This is all just worksheet. And so you don't have to fill this out. It's just a worksheet to help you figure out wh- where you're going to get to with your total. If you don't need the worksheet, then just pay attention to, to this blank a- at the bottom, okay? Now, let me just emphasize this. Th- this commitment uh, is of your total generosity through Battle Re- Creek Church over the next two years. Total. It's your to- total giving. And, and so it includes your two-year regular uh, tithes and offerings, what you're already given, what you already were planning to give, what you've consistently given in, in your number, plus your extra, okay, that God has called you to. So include what you're already doing. This represents a total. So, so it, it, it's not just the extra. The stored assets portion is, that's just, is did the Holy Spirit uh, move in your heart to transfer anything that you own from an earthly investment into a heavenly investment? And, and if so, then, then write that down and then come up with the total, okay? And so whatever it is that you write at the bottom of that card, it should represent your first and your best. Like Abel, right? We're going to give God the first and the best of what he's given to us, trusting him to provide what will come after. And it should represent our acknowledgement, like Abraham, that that, uh, all the resources, we see all the resources of our lives like seed that, that God has given us to go all in with for his kingdom. You see, when we, when we view our lives that way, the question transfers from how much do I have to give? And it becomes what am I not giving and why? Because we understand like Abraham that every resource that God gives us is given for a purpose. Somehow for it to be seed that that could be sown uh, for the growth of the kingdom of God. And it represents total surrender of all things, all of our life to God. So, So let me say this to you today. No one else's standard is your standard period. This is between you and God. 
And for some of you, it's going to be the first time you've ever committed to give through Battle Creek Church. And I am so happy for you. You're taking steps of faith and honoring God in this area of your life. For, for others of you, you're, you're choosing to no longer give out of your excess. Maybe you've been tithing for years, but, but, but today you're deciding that God gets your first and your best and, and that you see you're giving now as a seed to be multiplied for his kingdom. And, and for some of you, that means something far beyond the tithe. And for some of you, it'll be the largest commitment you've ever made. We, we, we've been praying about this for two years, Meredith and I. And we committed when the pandemic started that we wouldn't share with one another the number that God was leading us to. And about a month ago, we, we had picked a date. And that morning before I came into work, I said, okay, let's talk about it. And you know how that game goes. I, I, I don't know if, it, if it's the same way in your home, but it's kind of like, no, you go first. No, you go first. Like you're dating all over again. Who's going to say it? And uh, I know better than, than to go first. And, but she forced the issue on that day. And I was fearful because the number God had led me to was to for two years in a row to give twice as much as we had ever given in a single year two more times. Now, I don't, I don't know if you just heard what I just said, but I was fearful about that. To take the biggest year we'd ever given, to double it, and then to do that for two years. A and I shared that with Meredith thinking she would say, gosh, that's a lot. And I shared it. And she said, I think we should triple it and do that two years in a row. I said, we'll pray about it. <laughs> and I went to work. I couldn't shake it. And in the process, I just confess to you, the number we wrote down on Wednesday night was somewhere in between those two numbers. And we were standing backstage while people were bringing their cards. And we just went backstage. And I said, what do you want to do? She said, I already told you. And uh, I said, well, we're going to do this again on November 14th. We'll just write this number down. And I upped it a little. But this week, God wouldn't let me go. And he said to me, don't you squelch the giving, the gift of giving that I put in my daughter. And today our number changed and it's the largest commitment times three for two years in a row that we've ever made in our lives and can I just say to you there's a little bit of courage that comes from the fact when we step with faith like that that many of you are stepping in that kind of faith as well and, and some of you are hung up on the word commitment and, and what you're saying is I have a variable income or, or, or what if I lose my job? Or, 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 or what if this plays out? Look, this is not a contract, guys. This is a faith commitment of what God is leading you to do, of what you're going to make your priority as long as you're able. But, but here's the challenge that has come to me this week. The challenge that's come to me this week is, hey, Alex, you commit to other things in life. When I drive a car off a lot, they, they don't let me do it without a commitment. Alex, you commit to other things. You, you should commit yourself to this. 
And, and, and so we need to go forward in faith saying, God, you're the priority. And, and, and I'm going to trust you to enable me to fulfill this. And it's my prayer that every single person in this room, as you look down at this card, that, that you know that what you write down for you is what sacrificial generosity looks like for you. That, 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 that number would reflect obedience to the promptings of God's spirit, not to the promptings of your pastor, not to the promptings of a community group leader, but to the promptings of God's spirit over your life. And again, if you're a guest with us, listen, we don't want you to feel like we're asking this of you today, but we do hope that you can see today what we are all about. We, we'd love to see you join us on this mission uh, one day. And so here, here's what I want to do. I want to give you a moment, like we gave on Wednesday night, for you to pray over this card. And so the band is, is going to come and, and play. They're just going to play. They're not going to sing. But we're going to give you a few moments to think and to pray and to write. And if you're married and your spouse is here with you, obviously, as you talk to God, talk to your spouse. And in a minute, Meredith and I will, will, will come up and give you further instructions. But if you would, take time now to pray over this card, reflect over it, and write what God is telling you to do.
ask Meredith just to come and just, just share for just a second. I did that on Wednesday night without telling her, and, and uh, she did great. So now you've earned this spot again. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking this morning about there was something I think uh, that Alex said earlier in the series that I was thinking of, and I might not say it exactly right, but... <laughs> But he said something like that when we're at the end of our lives that that we're not going to be like looking back bragging about all we did for God, but how we're going to be looking back over our lives bragging on God's faithfulness to us and his goodness to us. And man, that just really stuck with me. And you know, the, the longer I walk with Jesus and the older I get, <laughs> I can just see how that's true. Um, you know, many of y'all know because you walked it with us, but my dad, we, my dad's been gone a little over a year now. Um, and leading up to that, there was this five-year journey of, um, oh, just this roller coaster we were on with him as he battled cancer. And, and y'all, it was just this, you know, it was uh, some highs and lows. And, um, you know, during that, during one of the lows, really, uh, we were, I was at MD Anderson with my mom and dad, and there was this moment where I had got, walked back over to the hotel room by myself, and I just remember, oh, y'all, there are so many times that just when we're worshiping, when I'm down here worshiping, I'm just right back there in that hotel room, you know, in my heart and in my mind, because of what God deposited in me then, and I, I was just, when I went back there, whew, I was just all prayed out. You know, I didn't have anything left to pray, I felt like. And so I just remember kneeling down by the bed in the hotel room and just lifting my hands up. And I couldn't even get, no words could even come, but just, I just tried to let the posture of, just my posture reflect the posture of my heart. And it was just this surrender to him. And after a little while, um, I just started to, in my heart, just feel just this, may your kingdom come. Just may your kingdom come. And on earth as it is in heaven. And so I just kept just saying that, whispering that. And from that time on, really, that has been, that has just become the cry of my heart, the cry of our hearts. And especially in this journey, is just, God, may your kingdom come in my life, in here, uh, in my desires, in, in my life, in, in how I talk to people, in how I treat people. May your kingdom come in our marriage, in how we love each other, in our home and with our kids. Y'all, the stuff I'm seeing God do in the lives of our kids... I mean, it's, may your kingdom come in our family and their future families one day. May your kingdom come in our, in our church and in our city, around the world. Just that, that's the cry of my heart. And y'all, I don't know about you, but I'm just so, I feel so full of, just, I feel so thankful today that I love and, that I love and serve and worship a God who is so faithful to me when I don't deserve it. And I'm so, feel so thankful that he wants to meet me right where I am. 
He meets us right where we are. He doesn't wait for us to get there. He just, he comes right where we are. And y'all, I'm so thankful that he met me right where I was, what, 32 years ago. And, but even more than that, I'm thankful that he wasn't okay with just leaving me there. I'm so thankful that I'm not still where I was then when, when he met me, that I'm thankful I'm not, he didn't leave me where I was 10 years ago. I, he didn't leave me where I was this time last week, y'all. <laughs> He's just always working on me. He's always working on my heart. He's always chipping away at the rough edges. He's working on us. He's working on our marriage. And I'm so thankful for that. And so this, what we've put on this card today is just a reflection of the work he's doing in us. It's, the, it's a reflection of the work he's doing as he chips away at us, as he refines us. And so today, I just, as we bring our card forward, mostly, I feel thankful. And I feel confident, y'all. I feel confident, and not in us. Not in us. Not even in our ch- this great church that we love so much. I feel so much confidence in Him and who He is. And I feel confident in, we read it last night together, in what Paul says in Philippians, that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so I'm thankful this morning and I love y'all. Yeah. Let's stand together across all of our campuses if we could. And I'm going to ask the worship teams to come and, and begin playing our final worship set, okay? And, and when you're ready, at every campus, there are receptacles at the front, uh, maybe at some campuses at the back here, all at the front. When you're ready, you come forward and bring that commitment card to the Lord and, and drop it in that bucket. Then go back to your seat and we'll worship with a couple of songs uh, and, and then we'll be done, okay? Church, let's do this. Let's go all in together. Yeah.